Hello, beautiful. I hope you're doing well. I'm Jenny. And it's Claire. And we're here for the first full episode of Life of a Pre-Med. And we're going to be getting into professors. And name dropping. Oh, yeah. The tea. All the tea, for sure. Definitely. And we're really just going to get into, like, what it is to be a good professor. And how to be a, for lack of better words. A terrible the ones that have the literal like two percent would take a gain on my professor. Oh my god! Or like you know that TikTok sound? I think it's like from Tyra Banks from like America's Next Top Model. It's used on TikTok. Yes, also. yes, yes. <laughs> I would give you a zero. zero. Yeah. But it's so bad. I can't. So I'll give you a one. Yeah. I've had a professor like that. Name drop. Doctor Shu. Okay. Yeah. Do you know who that is? Yeah, she was the organic chemistry one professor. Y'all, yeah, I yeah, had her. I about her. She failed seventy percent of us. That is horrifying, for lack of a better word. Literally seventy percent of us couldn't pass the the test. It was second test, like the ones like right now. Mm-hmm. I knew I was gonna fail, like like fail the course. Right. That's awful. Yeah. So um. She was terrible for a multitude of reasons. First of all, she taught from the textbook, like verbatim. I'm not kidding you. Like the slides from her presentation, quote unquote, were just screenshots of the textbook. Yeah, that's so difficult when professors quite literally read off of the slides. They were, no, they were, she was literally just an audio version of the textbook. That's awesome. People wouldn't even show up to lecture. Yeah. Why would you? It's an hour 20 from 2 to 3.20, so it's like in the afternoon when most people would want to get lunch, right? Right. And I just remember one day, I just had my textbook right with me as she was talking, and I was going through my textbook and looking up at her, and I was like, this is exactly the same, like exactly verbatim, same pictures, same figures, same sample problems, same textbook problems, every single thing was the same. I was like, why am I showing up to this? And I've literally had that discussion with so many of my classmates. Like, we'll just be talking and we're like, should we even go to class? Because we're getting literally nothing out of this. And that sounds harsh, but if I could just be reading the textbook at home and getting more out of it, you know, I'm going to have to read the textbook. Anyway, yeah. Especially if they're just teaching the textbook. Yeah. It's different if, let's say, they had the textbook as their presentation. But if they're good at what they teach, they know a lot more from a lot more beyond the textbook. They're just using that textbook as like kind of like a springboard. Does that make yeah. sense? Like if they have commentary that can help me better understand what the textbook is saying then that's where I think they're invaluable yeah you know what I'm saying yeah there's a very fine line that is a dangerous line for students and professors because if you are a professor with such a high level of understanding of the topic like Dr. Zhang Mm -hmm. and you can just you know he's our genetics professor facts off just out of your literal brain, no PowerPoint needed, that either goes one of two ways. Best case, it's great. The students love it. You're not speaking in a way that's above their understanding. You can understand, yeah. Mm -hmm. The second way, which is the not so good way, is it's just chaotic, disoriented, (laughs) all over the place. Or they just, they, um, or like, um, professors that go in personal life, like tangents, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I love 
to, you know, hear about a professor's personal Oh, for sure. I find it funny. I do, too, for sure. But if it's, you know, an everyday occurrence and it just gets to be too much and and mm -hmm. I'm just trying to learn the material and dip, then it's like, come on now, like, redirect. And I've had a professor. um, Really? I actually have him again right now. And yeah. he, What what class? It's biochemistry. Oh, gosh, I have Um, to take that. He's, like, cool. He's super chill. And the issue, though, with him is it's so easy to get him off topic that, like, I remember when I had him for the first time when I was in general chemistry because he taught it, our first exam was, like, one and a half chapters because he literally just kept getting off tangent so bad that we just weren't covering anything. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool and all, (laughs) but, like, we're behind behind. And I'm just like, dude, what is happening? You were behind a chapter? Yes, like, usually the first exam should have, like, three chapters mm-hmm. on them. We were, like, one and a half, maybe two. You're serious? Yeah. For biochem, he's picked up the pace a little bit. Like, it's still so easy to get that man off on a tangent. <laughs> Which, like, it's it's fine. He's cool. Yeah. But at the same time, I think students take advantage no, of No, I was that. about to say that. Like, I could easily see a student manipulating it to where he is going off on yeah, a tangent. Yeah, like, people will provoke him to go off on a tangent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because those, like... I don't know why you'd want to do that in college. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel yeah. like in high school, it's a little more acceptable to, like, fuck around with that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, there's a <laughs> lot of immature people still in college, even as oh my gosh, I've learned that. your college students. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's an interesting dynamic. There's definitely some that are so immature to the point that it's frustrating. You know, I try to be patient. But at the same yeah, time, uh-huh. I'm just trying to get my degree. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, I have, I want to get some food after this class. I want to leave. Like, let's just get through the material. Maybe we can finish early. Yeah, you know? seriously. Oh, my gosh. So a couple days, it was just last, was this last Tuesday or something? So um, our genetics professor, that's where, that's where I met Claire. Just, you know, just yes. FYI. Um, <laughs> so Dr. Jong was out. So he had to bring in another girl. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. So she was supposed to be teaching the lesson that he was gonna be teaching. Guys, I didn't learn anything. I didn't learn shit from that from that from that course. I literally stopped taking notes. I physically we finished a ninety four slide PowerPoint in like thirty five minutes. And we've never gotten let out early before in this no. class, ever. No. It's an hour 20 lecture. She let us out 35 minutes. And, like, this was 94 slides, like, packed. Like, packed. These were, not, these were not sparse. This is genetics, y'all. Like, we're it learning. Was not sparse. Okay? Oh, no, it, it wasn't was sparse. Opposite. Very conceptual, lots of definitions. This girl was just, you know, reading. But she was reading oh, no, at, like, she wasn't three times reading. speed. She wasn't reading, was she? I felt like she was more, like, talking about it, and then the slides were just there. Oh, no, she was reading slides. Well, like, yeah, she was just, like, doing the bare minimum. It wasn't Dr. Jean Paul, I will say. But, you know, all professors teach differently. No, 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 no. We're getting into how it's bad to teach this way. Okay. Come on now, Claire. Come on. You know this is... Yeah, it's bad. (laughs) It's bad. You have an hour 20, and you only used less than half of it you lose literally less than half of the lecture to teach yeah come on now Nobody this, got anything you know we're this is this is the episode guys we're talking about what it's really like to have a bad professor what it's like to be professionally bad you know what i'm saying yeah. back to dr shu oh yeah she's photographic memory did you know that 
Like, actually? That's crazy. I didn't even know that was, like, a legitimate real thing. No, so did neither did I. But it explains so much. I'm not kidding you. Because we'd, we'd be in lecture, and someone would ask a question, like, raise their hand. And uh, they were like, hey, can you explain this or that or other? Or, like, how would this work? Blah, 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 blah. You know, like, whatever the case may be. And she's like, okay, yeah, we'll get to it after lecture. That's literally her, basically just her bitchy answer. Saying, yeah, I'm never going to get to it. She didn't get to it. Was she the one who also taught general chemistry and literally, yep. like, stormed out of the room? Yep. Okay, yeah, I agree about that. Yeah. Um, not great. And, but it explains so much if she has photographic memory. Think about it. She did not have the empathy to understand what it's truly like to learn an entirely new subject. Right. Because she learned it so easily. And then she also doesn't have the patience to teach it. Like, when, when someone did ask a question, her answer, dude, you want to know what her answer was? What? Because it just is. Mm, that's helpful. Yeah. That's really helpful. Her, that's yes. the worst professor ever. Like, we're not here for that. We're no. paying for classes now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, honestly, I've been pretty lucky, and, like, I haven't <laughs> had a professor love. who, like, I, like, actually, like, legitimately hate. But, you know, I've, I've had a lot of professors that are mid. Like, they're like, eh. Like, they're okay. And well, then that's had, good. I've had a few professors that are like, shout out. Shout out Dr. Douglas Poole. Oh, I loved Poole. Dude, Poole's great. Dude, chemistry too. A legend. He is the <laughs> resident he, king. He literally, he's so funny. Like, I remember I'd come into his office and I'd ask him questions. And he, like, does science jokes. Yeah. Like, he, like laughs yeah. to himself yeah it's 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 amazing he's such a wholesome creature and like <laughs> yeah. his dog peanut that's his name i was gonna ask you what his name yeah. was i was like peanut. i know it started with a p i was like is it is it like i thought it was peanut yeah i mean i was graced with seeing and petting <gasps> peanut. no way yeah, wait he, is he is he like white and black? yes it's his zoom photo does he still like put the zoom up and, yeah 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 but yeah. because it's so pixelated sometimes yeah. i can't see it no 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 because dude yesterday or I think it was, yes, it was on Friday, and I saw a dog, and I saw, like, a TA with a lab, like, a blue lab uh -huh. jacket on, and he was walking a dog, and it had a Christmas outfit on. Was it Peanut? Yes, it was oh Peanut, because that's why I asked you what he looked like. I was like, because he was, like, strutting down, and he had, like, little, like, elf sock that's paw, paw booties, and he had a Santa hat, and all I saw was, like, it walking away from me, and I'm like, is that the dog that Claire was talking yes. about? Is that Peanut? Yes, we love Peanut. <laughs> oh my God! He's you say he, you said he's brought him to lecture, yeah, right? Yeah, no. So he used to do. I think he still does it. Really? But like on the weekend before the test, it was like a Sunday or something, and he'd like have a review session. Okay. And he was like, he sent out an email, and he's like, "Hey, want to bring my dog?" But I'm just like checking to make sure that like, <gasps> oh nobody's afraid of dogs because I don't want it to like deter you from coming. Oh and, like, it yeah. Like it turned out to be fine. And so he brings Peanut. Peanut's just, like, chilling. We're just, you know, doing some organic <laughs> chemistry, just preparing for the test. And Peanut's just wandering around. Oh, my it was gosh. Like, it was literally the highlight of my life. I would, I would, I agree with that statement first. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to this review session, and I'm going to meet Peanut, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Sunday well spent. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I still have yet to meet the alleged, the myth the legend yeah. of what is a peanut because yeah, yeah. he also he's just he's great at teaching no he is he really is and he's just super like approachable i think is that's another positive quality in a professor that you know you're not scared to 
ask them a question. Oh my gosh, for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, he explains it well too. Yeah. It's not like you're, it's not like when you do ask, you're gonna get a crap response. Yeah. Like. And the other thing that I like about him is he doesn't really try to BS you on the test. It's like oh a lot gosh, of professors yeah. will oh, put yeah. questions in that they know are gonna stump you and they do it on purpose. And like, I get that. It's valid. As a student, it irritates me, obviously, because um, I'm a student and I don't want to be, you know, uh, tricked, but... I, I never really found that his tests were like that. I, I felt they were mm-hmm. super fair. To, Very straightforward. That's, like, so nice when the tests are fair. It's refreshing. Like everything you see, you're like, I have learned this, and I'm not being screwed here. Because there's nothing more frustrating than getting to a test and walking away and being like, when what did you heck? teach that? Where is that? Because oh I have quite literally never seen that in my life. No, like, yes. Like, that's, that really just, it's it pisses me off because it's like, bro, why? Like, it cost you zero dollars not to try to mess me up. And it's like, why? I'm just like, that's so unnecessary. And then, you know what? I get it. Professors are like, we need to divide the A and the B students, and this is how we're going to do it. That's valid to a certain extent. But it's like, but why? Why do we need to do that? Yeah, I know. Like, it's if like, we're trying to test your knowledge. That's different. Of what you quite literally told us in yeah. class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I read the book, too, and so, like, I get information out of the book. Mm-hmm. And so, if there's something on the test that I don't, like, I've never seen before, it's off top. Because I cover all my bases, all right? Yeah. I cover all my bases. I read the book. I get a lecture. do the lecture slides. I even have supplemental textbooks for a lot of my classes. Really? Yes. Like, wow. And I read them. So if I've never seen this BS that you're trying to ask me, wow, it's valid. And I had this really cool professor over the summer when I took ecology. And this is like the most valid thing I've ever heard a professor do and or say. But he was like, if less than 50% of the class gets this question right, I'm going to take it off. That's so nice. That's quite literally, that actually makes sense. That makes sense. Like, because... (laughs) Oh my God. If half of the class isn't getting a certain question right, there's a deficit. There's something wrong with your question, not us. Exactly. Kind of. And that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. extremely valid to have the question taken off the exam. Oh my like gosh, the points yeah. Given back. Dude, I'm not kidding you. Whenever that happens, though, I always get those right. Dude, I'm so bad at guessing. Like, if I have to <laughs> guess, I will guess the wrong answer 100%. Really? Yes. Really? Well, yes. I mean, your girl over here, we've had two, two genetics exams, both hundreds. Only one, I will add. Um, you know, this is totally a Dr. Jong thing I'm doing right here. <laughs> like, calling you out on your grades. But she knows what she's talking about, basically. Which is another reason I put her on here is because you are credible to whatever you're saying right now. All your opinions and all your thoughts. Which, again... I appreciate that. And you know what? That's another thing that I bring up, too, a lot when I'm discussing. Like, when my parents are like, oh, how did you do on a test? Or something like that. It's like, okay, for example, my first biochem exam, I like, I didn't do the most and I didn't do the least. I did the intermediate. Like I was like, yeah, I should definitely get an A. You know, I did everything that I needed to do. Cool, Uh swag, amazing. Right. Took the test, I got an A, but not as high of an A as I wanted to. Oh, for sure. But I was like, you know what? It's fine because I actually didn't go like balls to the walls, like digging through the weeds to study for this. You know, maybe if I did, I would get an 100, whatever. Maybe, yeah. So the next exam, I like, I went in. I went in. I studied everything. I used that textbook for the class. I used the lectures. I used his notes. 
the little like learning thing on the homework platform and I got a supplemental textbook and I used the MCAT review guide. God damn. So I was like, I'm going to get an 100 on this test. There's quite literally no, no way, way that I could No way. I take the test. Somehow it's harder than the first one. Okay. Seriously? Because so many of the questions were off top. <gasps> like I was like, okay. I have never seen this. And then in that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm valid to complain about this because uh-huh. I know that I did everything that I, I could, could for this exam. You prepared. I prepared. And I'm like, some of these questions, if I haven't seen them and I did quite literally the most, then I don't think it's a fair question. Yeah, okay, no, that's what I'm saying. It's because when you're a student who doesn't go to lecture, doesn't do notes, doesn't do the homework, doesn't do, basically, if you don't do the Claire Babbock way, you literally have no excuse to be complaining. It's like, I know when I don't put in enough oh, work. Oh, for sure. So I do I. No, me, yeah, so I'm, do I. I'm not going to lie about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will do the most, I will do enough work so that I know I can get an A. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and you know, that's why I didn't feel valid being totally pissed off at the first exam. Because I was like, I could have done more. See? Yeah. I, can't, I was mm-hmm. like, really though, I kind of did a lot. And this just pisses me off. Well, because it should. And I got a 90%. Seriously? A 90 Really? Yeah, I was not happy with that. I mean, okay, I'm over here still shocked that she does supplemental textbooks, guys. I I haven't even gone to that level. This is why I am qualified to co-host this, but I quite literally know I made the right decision with getting you on here because she has a lot more wisdom. That, I mean, no, that's not true. I just, <laughs> I just... You know how to study. You know yourself, and I think you know where to put that effort. Yeah, I, I definitely figured out my brain. Yeah, And that sure. has helped a lot. I know what I have to do to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm getting it down. Yeah, which is definitely something we'll get into. But, oh, my God, when you have professors that screw with you on tests. Yeah, it's like, why, though? Why? Because this is college. This, this is our life. Class. You're literally playing with our life, if you think about and it. And if you are teaching us something and you want to know how well does the student know what I'm teaching? Which is essentially the purpose of a test, no? Like yes, it it's assessing where so you know. So why are you trying to put stuff on it that will mess us up? It's not an accurate representation of our understanding of the class. It's then becoming, oh, how carefully are they reading? How carefully can they read my mind and be like, oh, this is the answer that the professor wants. So this is the answer that I'm going to put. That's another thing that makes me mad. Oh my god, yeah. Biochem. Uh, so, yeah, all of the answers are quite literally the same. And the questions give no, like, indication of what answer should be the correct answer in, because there's no context. Mm-hmm. For example, question might be something like this. What describes the structure of a protein? Okay, cool. One of the options is the primary structure. Okay, that's valid. Another answer will be, the amino acids. Okay, that's also valid. Another answer will be like hydrophobic and hydrophilic interactions. Okay, that's also valid because if, depending on the protein and the amino acids, it's going to interact differently with like a hydrophobic, hydrophilic environment. So that, that's valid. It, you know, it is something that affects protein folding. Um, and then some other thing. So all those first three, those are all legitimate things that affect protein structure and protein folding. like point blank period so which one are you supposed to put and he says the most correct I was like 
Okay, well, the most correct for what context? Because there's no context. They're all correct answers. And so, you know, at that point, I was just like, well, I'm going to just do oh Occam's razor, freaking primary structure, which was correct. But it's like, then there's my friend put, you know, hydrophilic and hydrophobic interactions, which is like valid. And that shows that he had a good understanding of the topic, knowing that like protein folding and protein structure can be affected by like the environment and it's like so then at that point it's like are you penalizing people for like having such a broad understanding that they're like picking apart this question and you know having emotional freaking turmoil over trying to answer it and I'm just like and every single question is like that and you know it's been brought to the professor's attention whatever um but that's something too that's just like why it makes no sense and I don't know if it's like uh, him trying to screw with us type thing or like he just literally doesn't know how to write good questions. How long has he been teaching? Um, I literally have no idea. Well, uh, well depend. I don't even care. It's not, like I think that here's my problem with all of this is when you're a crappy professor who gives out exams like this, you're basically bamboozling us. Bamboozled. Like 1000%. Like that is literally like if I was a professor, okay, and I was gonna give out a test like that, my life motto is you can't finesse a finesser. Because literally, you cannot finesse a finesser, alright? And that's all period. Because they're trying to be a finesser and you can't finesse. Oh my god. Because I try to finesse tests. I have tried to I have tried to finesse the system. I have tried to divulge deeply to understand the system, and you know what? It has worked out pretty damn good most of the time. She, I'm oh, a finesser, but she, I just got finessed. She, and so that really made me mad, okay? Oh my god. You got outplayed by a player. I literally did, because I consider myself a, an academic finesser, okay? I need to an teach me your ways. Finesser. Teach me your ways, Yona. Cause. I mean, I've just finessed <laughs> the way that I need to study. I guess that's a new word of the podcast. Yeah, Vanessa. But you know what? When I got finessed on that one test, I was like, God, this is this is the end. This is the end. I'm not gonna lie. When I say I would have enjoyed seeing you in that class. I mean, listen, we're still sitting at an A, okay? See, see, here's what I'm saying. Even when she's struggling, this girl isn't struggling. But you know, and it's not like some. Like, I, I don't want that to come off the wrong way. Meaning, being like, oh, I'm getting an A, I'm doing so Okay, see. So like, because that's mm-hmm. like a literal asshole thing No, yeah, seriously. But it's like, I right. want to do my best. And for me, like, I'm not happy if I get, like, a 90. No, a 93. yeah. Like, I'm not happy with no, that. No, neither am I. Because I know I can do better. Exactly, and exactly. Everybody has their own definition of better. So I'm not trying to come across as, like, an elitist ass. But it is just, but. I'm not happy with myself. But again, this is, this is definitely a pre-med thing that I would like to bring up, that grades matter, so what she's doing is correct. And I think it's really great to balance out me, because <laughs> not only do I work hard, but it, again, I've mentioned in the introductory episode that I do kind of struggle with figuring out what works for me. And I think that is one of the things that I need to get down, which is, the reason why I haven't been getting B's or A's, the only class that I'm doing pretty well in right now is genetics. The well, that's because Dr. Zhang is amazing. Okay, yeah, Dr. Zhang is a goat. Like, the goat. Literally the goat. Wait, hold on. Let me the ask Nobel you. Prize king. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Every lecture, every lecture, I'm not kidding, every lecture he mentions 
So I know let me Wildfires. just get on a rabbit hole for that because this is a really long story. But no, I'm please do. Short. No, no, okay, I want to hear so it. My lifetime goal. I mean, really, <laughs> not lifetime. When I started organic chemistry, so last, last fall. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Last fall, I figured out how imperative it is that we don't m- make more than four bonds to carbon. Like Dr. Poole will literally like make fun of you for like 10 years. Like I remember one time I went in there after the first exam and he was telling me how somebody made seven bonds to carbon. <laughs> I was like, okay, like valid, but he was just wasting Did he really? Yeah, but I was like, dude, seven, that is a lot of bonds. That is a that's lot mucho of bonds. bonds. I mean, that's more relationships than yeah. any one person can handle, let alone a lot of carbon yeah. molecule. so I was like, okay, oh yeah, four bonds to carbon. We know it, love it, love it. We learned that in OCHEM 1, great. But I was like, you know what I want to do? You learned that in Gen Chem. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But it's stressed in OCHEM. Okay. Like, my well. lifetime goal is to literally make carbon have five bonds. Like, <laughs> You're I want kidding. to make carbon have five bonds. And I've always wanted to go down that, you know. Because, like, let me just, again, say for context, like, I have been torn between if I want to pursue medicine or a PhD. In oh, chemistry. yeah, yeah. I love chemistry, okay? So this that's her literal, that's her literal personality trait, guys. When I first met her, when I first met oh Claire, my God, my nails. <laughs> when I first met her, the way I started the conversation was I literally was looking at her nails, and she had functional groups on every single nail, every single one, and I have a picture of it. I was like, wow, you must really like chemistry, yeah. and what she said was, yeah, it's my personality Yeah, trait. and like, I know it's my personality trait. Oh, no, she's loud and proud about it. Yeah. 1,000%. She has right now, she has a periodic table sticker on the back of her phone. Yep. She hasn't. What another one? What is that? It's the, the, the oh American the American Chemical, Chemical Society Division of Organic Chemistry. Oh yeah, and then then we came into one of uh, Dr. Jong's office hours. Oh my God, my flask! <laughs> she had an Erlenmeyer flask. Five hundred ml, yeah. Water bottle, like water bottle. I thought that was the dopest thing yeah. ever. Where the heck did you get that? I got it online, but if you think that's crazy, we should do a house tour because let me tell you. Whoa. Yeah. Yo. Uh, but anyways, back to the carbon thing. So then once I found out that Dr. Jean was like always being like, if you win a Nobel Prize, like you need to like, you know, say I was your genetic. Yeah, professor. he always says that. And yeah. it's like shit. Like that makes me really want to bond five things to carbon <laughs> and get a Nobel Prize just so I can shout my man out. Just so I can shout my man yeah. out. Right now. Yeah. 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 I don't think I'd oh, ever be sure. able to do it. Okay, but we, if I did, I would win it. In fact, win a Nobel Prize for that. Oh and no. And I would be the first person from Texas Tech. Yeah, that needs to happen. But I, I mean, I don't. Okay, but okay, but like that's hilarious. Even Doctor Pool was like, that would be pretty sick. I was like, yeah. I mean that, dude. If you think about it, if you did that, the entire way everything's taught is gonna have to change. Yeah, no, that would be. Because you do realize that that entire just that fundamental fact governs like everything. Everything all, all and biology and everything else. Literally, quite literally, every quite? reaction. Moving electrons. Your discovery would... I would just wreck organic chemistry. You'd wreck science, bro. Yeah. You'd wreck... No, but also, if you think about it, you'd shake everyone, every scientific person in the world, Mm -hmm. every scientist in the community will just have to second-guess everything. Yeah. It'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. I just wanted to shout my man, Dr. Zhang, out. Dr. Zhang, he... I'm not kidding you guys. Every every lecture he brings up a nobel prize winner yeah and the funny thing about him too is like he i feel like he's always low-key talking down on himself 
And like, he like, is. I didn't learn. I'm like, dog, you went to Harvard, bro, to do your post back. Like, give me a break. You went to Harvard. I know. But you're crazy. Okay, but at the same time, Claire, you're kind of like him. No, I didn't go to Harvard, and I never will. Okay, that's fair. But if you're... I went to Harvard, I'd be like, yup, I'm Dr. Zhang, and I'm better than everybody. So I went to Harvard. <laughs> I may not have won a Nobel Prize, but, but I went to Harvard. But I went Harvard, to Harvard. And I'm so serious. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God, man. But he's the best. Yeah, he's he amazing. He is literally the best. Okay, so we already went about how to be a crappy professor, like, extensively. Yes. And on that subject, before we move on to the what to be a good professor, bio two... Dr. Schwilk, he teaches the first half of plants. Her personality trait is chemistry. This guy's personality trait is plants. plants. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. So his tests are exactly the same as what she went through in biochem. There was a question on it. It was about something with mountains and chihuahuas. Do you remember? Did he ever do this to you? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, he went on an entire tangent. Okay. No one knew in class if this was part of the lecture or if this was an actual story that is just his personal life. Because it had to do with a chihuahua, which is his pet. I forgot the name. It doesn't matter. He's on a he mountain trip. A yeah, right? <laughs> he looks like you would. But he went. This was basically the entire lecture, just so you know. He took up the entire time talking about this. And there were no notes. There were no slides went with it. There's nothing write downable, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. about what yeah. he said. And there was a question on the exam from like one tiny little thing. Or you know there's professors who will put on the exam like something they mentioned like what in a second? A minute? Have you ever had something like that? Yeah. 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 That's yeah, we're not here for that. No. We are not here See, for that. See, that is exactly what I'm saying. Like, he knew what he was doing when he did that. Yeah. Like, he was like, I'm going to finesse these kids. Oh, oh, show. Sure. It was a premeditated finesse. So, like, oh, yeah. I love that. Premeditated. Because yeah. I've been trying to figure out how it's to like work that in. It's like murder versus second degree. It is. No, it 1,000% is. Because there's a difference. This guy actually is trying to fuck with us. And biochem dude, maybe he doesn't know. And that's, yeah, that's, that's like, debate. but do you, exactly. See, it's up for debate. But I think it's way worse if you know you're doing it. Yeah, no. If you're actively, like, I'm going to do this because I know it's going to mess with, yeah. It's like if you accidentally kill someone, it's different than if you went and, like, planned it out. Like, if you're going to go and murder someone. You know, like. And you know what? To a student, taking an L on a test, you know what? It might feel like you just died. Oh, it does. It does. Coming from experience, y'all, I just, my first OCHEM 2 exam. It's unspeakable. Like, imagine you're a worst grade, and then subtract that. Okay, for Claire, that's like subtract that, but like seventy points. That's about what I got on my first OCAM two exam. So, yeah, it's like quite literally, I'm dying over here. Okay, I'm dead. I don't know how I'm here, but I am. I pushed through it. She survived. Another thing we'll get into on another time, but yes, that is how to be a crappy professor. On to a better topic is how to be a great professor. Mm -hmm. Instead of reading the textbook, you write down stuff. Now that's a unicorn, guys. That's a freaking unicorn yep. professor because there, I have not ever had a professor that writes down everything that they are teaching, period. 
until Dr. Jong. Dude, he has like the 1960s overhead projector with like the little clear <laughs> laminated sheets. And I'm not gonna lie, I like it. I saw him pull it out. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. this is janky. I was, I was like, what did I get myself into? But you know what? I, I sat there and I was like, okay, this is valid. It's valid. Yo, it literally looks like rollers that you have in your like kitchen, but attach it to a little like crank. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, and apparently, like, he was saying that... He has to wash it. Yeah, he literally has to be <laughs> in his basement and wash this thing. Like, I don't even know how long that roll is, dude. It's he said it like... takes, like, three hours. Oh, that's crazy. He said it takes three hours to wash one side. He does both sides. But this is the man who literally, like, portions out at least oh four my hours gosh. a week. Including on weekends. Weekends, guys. He, he teaches sessions. two hours on weekends. And if you're in Dr. John's class and you have not already figured this out... He pretty much uh, like insinuates what's going to be on the test at the office hours. He won't give you the answer, but he'll say, no, 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 what happens when this happens? Go look it up. Lo and behold, lo and behold, it's on the test. You, the Inside question is the exact same question on the exam. Tw 30 out of the 50, I would say. Yeah. Or like. Dude, no, yeah. They're on the exam. So he even says, he even tells us. Yeah. Point blank at office hours. Office hours, guys. Go to the office hours. Well, actually, never mind. Um, <laughs> he says if you just, even if you just memorize all of the questions on the practice test, like don't, yeah, yeah, like you don't even have to know how to actually do it. You like if you, you memorize the number, just memorize the number, the the answer, the explanation, whatever. You will get at least seventy six. And you know what? That brings me to another interesting question. Yeah. What? So like he's. Flippant, like, he, it's apparent, like, he doesn't try to hide what's going to be on the test. Oh, yeah, so this is, yeah, he's very direct. But it's like, students don't go to his office hours. So yeah, is it what the heck? So these professors saying this is going to be on the test, mm. it not being on the test, us getting finessed that they just don't even trust oh them? Oh, my God. Because I've had professors, they'll just, like, waste my time. Okay, like, that sounds overdramatic. But don't okay, it's me, not. It kind they'll of, say, it kind of oh, this, 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 this is going to be on the test. Tell me why I didn't see it on the test. No, okay, because back to biochem, all right? So... This professor blew smoke up everybody's arse about learning the whole chymotrypsin <laughs> mechanism. Y'all already know I memorized that chymotrypsin mechanism. It's a cool mechanism. I like it. I found it fun. Chemistry is a personality. Yeah, I found it fun. I memorized it. Okay, this shit's like 10 steps or something. It's it's a fat mechanism, and it has it's involving three amino acids, water, and like a peptide with a peptide bond. All right, so I memorized this. And then another thing he's blowing smoke up my arse about is the penicillin mechanism. Because penicillin is a suicide inhibitor. And if you don't know what that is, just wait till biochem. But, you know, he keeps stressing this. So I'm like, if he's stressing it, it's valid. I'm going to learn it. Tell me why I get to this test. Tell me why I get to this test, all right? This 11-step chymotrypsin mechanism. You could, I could, like, pull 30 questions that I could ask about this question. You could pull uh, one out of your arse. Yes. <laughs> like, tell me why there was a zero, zero, zero questions about the chymotrypsin mechanism. I was like, dude, that was a whole chapter. It was a whole chapter, bro. Nothing about penicillin. And that's what I realized. <laughs> My God. I'm not going to listen to what this fool is telling me. So, you know, maybe that's a similar struggle and students are just damaged because, like, that's a waste of my time. Like, yeah. if you're telling me to study one thing that you know damn well you did not put on the test, you're just wasting my time, bro. Like, it's just, oh, my no, gosh. No, that's, wow. That's frustrating, bro. Dude, it's an 11-step mechanism. So many questions you could ask about it. So many questions. Oh, I mean, it's an entire chapter. So, yeah, I, I mean. Was, like, that's 
really swag because that's pretty much what I study. Oh but, my god, that's okay. awful. Yeah, and then put two questions on there that I literally never seen in my life. But anyways, two of the exact same questions, just with like different pathways. And I was just like, bro, what the actual? Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I was looking at that test. You know when you open the test and you're like, oh, this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be bad. Oh god, yeah, we've all we've all been there. Oh, we've all been there. And it's not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable. Especially when you're the finesse-e, not the finesser. Yeah, so if you're a professor listening to this, um, please, I would rather you just absolutely give me no context to what is going to be on the exam than tell me something that's not, like, tell me something is going to be on there and then it have it not be on there. That's worse. Because, listen, in college, everybody's like, what do I study? What do I study? And I'm like, I'm still you know like what? that. This is the really hard truth that I had to realize my sophomore year. You have to study everything, everything, everything. Yeah. And I'm sorry. It sucks, but you don't know what questions they're gonna put on the test. And it's like, you know, for a damn fact that some professor out there, and this happens all the time, they're gonna put some random one sentence out of that textbook onto that test. And if you didn't know everything, and if you didn't read the textbook, you're screwed. Well, you ain't getting that question right. Yeah, you Sorry screwed. You screwed. Yeah, so you screwed. yeah, that's it. Sucks. It definitely sucks. Faux show because it's like great. Now I'm reading five thousand pages and maybe like thirty questions on this test, but gotta cover all my bases. And she does. And she does. But I still got finesse on my test. That one test really, really, yeah. It, it I like it pisses me off. And this is another like really funny interesting thing that happened yeah tell me um going back to dr pool sorry no 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 um, no we I love remember pool. We love there pool. was this one time and i i was having repetitive dreams that i got an 88 on ochem exam two like every single night after Hold i on. took this exam did the exam already happen yes i took it okay and then i kept getting dreams that i got 88 and i was like i okay. can't have this i can't have this so me and my friend we go to dr pool and she'd have a heart attack released the test scores yet okay texas tech don't fire my man um, but he does, in fact, <clears throat> write down on a sticky note what we get on the exam, gives it to me, just to have the clarity of mind. So, you know what? That's how much grades haunt a pre-med student, okay? They was keeping do. me up at night. Because I thought I got an 88. Oh, my gosh, yeah. We were in office hours with Dr. Jong. Again, love him. He actually... <clears throat> I was adopted daughter just because. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he always says, okay, well, he always is bragging about Claire, but. But I'm white, so it couldn't work. The runner up is me. Come on now, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> Asian for the win. Yeah. <laughs> but we were in office hours, and this just goes to show, like, this is kind of one of the nutshells of what it is to be a pre med. Honestly, we're like an onion. We just yeah. keep going and. Cry. Well, we make people cry. But we have layers. It's yeah. not just one thing that's complicated. Everything is complicated. And then even when you get to the center, it still don't make no sense. Yes. So we were at the very end, and someone was talking about having a dream that they were taking the exam. Okay? Was I there? I don't remember. Yeah, you were there. Oh. It was like something along those lines. And I was like, wait, you guys are having dreams about like school? And everyone in the room was like, yeah. Oh, yes, I remember Do you remember that? that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's, it's, yeah. I, I dream about school, like, every night. Yeah, so this is, like, one of the students, they're also pre-med, so they're like, if you don't dream about your school, you're not normal. Like, that's period. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> if that doesn't show you what a pre-med is, I don't know what does. That's a new normal. New... Ah, that, I don't think... I wouldn't say it's new normal. I would say it's more of like... A normal for us. Yes. A pre-med normal. How about yes. that? A pre-med normal. Yes, that's a better way. You know, we have finesse... Yes. And we got pre-med normal. Yes. Because it's true. Yeah. He's like, what business... Okay, I respect business majors, but what kind of business major is going to be dreaming about school? No. 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 My dad was a business major, <laughs> and, um, you know, he was just like... Chilling? Yeah, I would probably fail if I was doing the classes. And I was like, yes, but... <laughs> but another thing is that... Certain people just gravitate towards certain things. Oh, for sure. It's like, I gravitate toward science. Chemistry. So if I was trying to do, like, a business or a literature Oh, yeah. Thing, like, no. that would be so boring. No, 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 no. Yeah, for I sure. Could, I wouldn't. I would hate it. It would be miserable. See, I, I don't even look at it as miserable. I see it as I don't really understand it. Like, for example, my older sister, she's an accountant. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, trying to explain to me basic stuff, I guess, like, what's basic for them. She could have just been speaking a foreign language and I still wouldn't know what she was saying. Right. Like, my brain did not want to understand it. It could not understand what she was talking. Like, it wasn't that I wasn't trying to understand it. I'm still, I'm a hard worker. You know, I do my best on everything. Try to give 110% wherever I am, whatever I'm doing. And when she's explaining this to me, I was, I was at a loss for words. Nothing was going through my brain that made sense. It does go to show that some people really do not only gravitate towards a certain field or a certain subject but sometimes it just don't make damn sense to someone yeah i couldn't go into business okay my dad he's a businessman and he just wasn't as vocal as my mom he was the more the quieter of the pair mm-hmm. my mom was a little bit more she's basically i'm her non-biological carbon copy of my mom Gotcha. I'm adopted, so that's why I say that. So, we're exactly the same. So, if you can tell, she is a big personality, and so that's the one I gravitated growing up. She was a registered nurse. So, all she could talk about was medicine. It's like, that's all you know. It's like, why, why would you talk about a subject you don't know? Yeah. That's very stupid. Do not do that. If you ever have, stop doing it. And if you haven't, good for you, and don't ever do it. <laughs> like, you don't talk about something you don't yeah. know. That's like if a business person tried to talk medicine to us. Yeah. Do you, so, like, that's why I went into medicine, and then I found out that I actually really like it. So, yes, everything, everyone is kind of, I feel like everyone has a niche, you yes. know? For example, you could fit in in one, but you couldn't be happy, and that's where the happiness comes in. Yeah, and I think that's where people, you know, that's what college is for. In high school, we have to study everything. Oh, yeah. See. And then mm-hmm. that's when we realize that, hey, I hate English and history. We're or, not doing that. You know, yeah. whatever. And then so college, it really gives you an opportunity to explore the fields that you're passionate about. And it's refreshing. I love that. For sure. I absolutely, you have that freedom. Yes. You have the freedom. Because, yeah, it's true. I mean, that's, again, why I see why some people screw with a professor and make them go on tangents. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to run the clock they yeah. don't care about that class it's high school so again you're learning everything math english science history all of them and you are not interested in probably half yeah that's how i was see exactly and so you, it makes sense to see people there that will slack or sit in the back of the classroom talking or on their phone or whatever and then in college that's why it doesn't make sense you know to see that 
with you know biochem professor and you see watching him trying to you know basically <laughs> finesse them into yeah. talking about something else that's why it's a little strange to see it there because again we're in college you can do whatever you want because you're paying for it if you think about it too yeah. and i mean like even still with any degrees like for people studying like biology we still have to take like some general classes oh like, for sure core requirements history. yeah core requirements and, to like, graduate we hate them i mean <laughs> i don't like them i do actually well that's good i mean i just love english um which is what I've noticed with a lot of meds, pre-med students is that is not the case. A lot of people don't really like yeah. to write. See, that's that's where I'm at. See, a lot of people, what people might not know also about with being a pre-med is sometimes you want to do a thesis, which is what Claire had talked about in our introduction, mm-hmm. so go and listen to that. But a thesis is a fat-ass paper. Yeah, it's quite lengthy. It's literally like just... 50, 70 pages. Yeah, and you are pretty much... So the research is the fun part. The hard part comes when you have to compile it into something comprehensible, mm-hmm. something readable, yep. and something digestible. Yes. Because science, again, is not for everyone. You can't just put a skeleton structure there and someone's going to understand that. It's yeah. going to have to be words. I could easily do that. I remember we had, we had a genetics essay in lab that we all had to do. Mm-hmm. And look, I think it's weird. Yeah, I agree with some of the people who are like, okay, why the heck are we doing a genetic, an essay in genetics? Yeah, okay, I valid. Why are we doing that? I don't know. Free points. Free points, guys. And so, here's, here was the assignment. Three to five pages, single spaced on genetics. You had to have four reference articles or re- references to what you were talking about, any genetics method mm-hmm. or technique you have to back it up. Yep. This is a single line, y'all. This is gonna. This is a killer. Mine was like, God, it was like three thousand words. I think it was a killer. It was a killer because he's killing you with the whole spacing. You know what I'm talking about. So I approached this essay pretty well. I actually didn't end up having to do any references. I had like twenty. I know. She see see she covers all her bases again. Yeah. Yeah. But I felt like if I could validate what I was saying better with academic sources, then I would have a better chance. Is, do you have a strict TA? We have the same one. No, she's okay. super chill. Yeah, she's so chill. Yeah, she's I so chill. Her. I actually got an email from her. Really? Yeah, she. I got an email from her, and she was saying how she really likes my essay. Aww. Yeah, I was That's like, so sweet. I know, I know. Because, I mean, like, so the way I was able to bypass doing, like, an actual essay was I just did a personal anecdote, you know, being adopted, I just did a DNA test. Genetics. So, they were, like, anything. So I was like, do you mean by anything as, like, anything? Like, I have a story about myself that has to do about genetics. And she was like, yeah, sure. But do I have to have a reference? No, just just mention, like, who you went your, did your test through. Double bet. That's awesome. Yeah, no <laughs> any references. That's great. I sat down and did it in four hours. That's great. You just wrote off the brain. Yeah, I just pulled it out of my arse. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah, I got an email from her. I'm trying to pull it up now. But she was like, oh, wow, I found it really exciting to read. It was like an exciting book. You did really good. Good job. I was like, oh, my gosh. Honestly, I bet that's refreshing, too, for her. Because I'm sure, like, all the oh, rest yeah. of the essays just sounded so scholarly. Like yours? I, think, I mean, yeah, and I think that a yeah. lot of that is just, like, that's what we think we have to do. 
because mm -hmm. there's a division between science and creativity and art. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of subscribe to that, but that's off topic. No, it's not. I don't think it is at all because it is true. I think being well-rounded doesn't just mean in your subject or within the what seems relevant. And with that, that is something that would make, you know, a good professor or a good instructor. You know, she let you do something that's, I mean, I guess I would call it unconventional from what everybody else is doing. And she was like, yeah, you know what? Sick. Awesome. I'm going to grade it and it's going to be great. And... It doesn't have to be scholarly and academic. Yeah. Open-minded. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. I think that is so true. And being a bad professor, just kind of going back to that, I feel like people who are a professor now, why, would, why do we still have professors like that? Because they were once a student. They probably had a teacher just like this. So what makes them be that way? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, Dr. Jong, he didn't mention this in our office hours, right? He was like, Actually, no, yeah, he did with, um, I don't think you were there. I think it was today that we okay. were talking about it. And he was like, you know, I do put in so much time with my students and sometimes it kind of affects my marriage. And Ooh. like, or just like, That's like his wife said, like, I know you guys, you're married to your students, so you can't divorce them. <laughs> That's kind of like what he said. <laughs> That's funny. Because he does love his students. Dude, he's here until like, so I sent him my notes, you know? Yeah. And he'll respond to me at like 1 a.m. Oh. I was like, why are you up? up? And like, he stays here like forever. Forever. Like, he lives, he lives at like, the Experimental Science hours, Building. Just like over at like 8, 9, like he just goes back to his office. I was like, what? Go home. Yeah. And he loves his students. He wants us to succeed. And that, again, is a unicorn. I Can you agree with that? Yes. Not every professor is like this. So when you get a professor like this, make sure to tell them thanks. Really. Yeah. You know, they're awesome. And why would you try to make us fail? You know? And I think going back onto that topic that you were talking about, what was it? People going, not going to office hours because mm -hmm. they're expecting to be finessed. Yeah. Do you see how wrong that is? Yeah. It sucks. And, like, he's always, like, come to my office hours, come to my office hours. Oh, my God. And he's, like, like, begging us. 400 of us in the class. And there's, like, max, like, 30 people there on a test review on day. On a test review like day. normal, like, Re 10. Okay. And then a regular one. A regular one. Maybe, what, tops 10? 13? Dude, that's, like, 4% of the class. Like, what? I mean, I don't. Not going to lie, guys. I don't mind having less people in the class because obviously smaller class setting can mean I can we can get into a longer length of discussion and like more questions or questions stuff. specifically to what I'm confused on. Yeah, I can talk to him, which is great for me. But that's because again, I'm taking up I'm taking advantage of other people not advocating for themselves by getting out of bed, driving to campus, going to these office hours. I've never met a professor that does office hours on a weekend. Have you? No, absolutely not. And I've also never met a, a professor who does office hours that are more like a review. Like mm -hmm. it's not like conventional like stop and go office hours where you just like ask your question and leave. Yeah, it's more like a yeah, 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 yeah. Like he yeah. teaches. It no, again. he does. He and does it's teach really it. Nice. It's, I love it. It's absolutely. like a review session. No, it is. It really is. And it's up to the student to bring the questions to him. And he just goes over again. It's awesome. Why wouldn't you? I'm one of the type of people who can't exactly digest science through a textbook. Sometimes, okay, that's not true. Up until 
three weeks ago when I was studying for OCHEM for this review, and I was going through like the textbook, you know, that they, you know, that they give us, mm -hmm. and I swear it's a fluke because I started understanding it. I was just reading it. It was like 10, 11 at night. I was like, holy crap, what? I like yeah. understood what I was talking about. Like we were doing like- um, That's literally the best feeling. It is. It really, really is to get to understand that. But like some, 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 some things, I'm still working on the textbook, but like it's so much different when you have a professor that not only they know what they're talking about, they like what they're talking about, but they can teach it and get that message out to their students. If why would you why would you not go to that? You know, right? I think as a student, as a pre med, we do see a whole range of intellectual capabilities and how much effort we see. Like I still know people who don't seem to really study. Right. Walk in, walk out, come out with like an A. Yeah. I'm not like that. Yeah. And neither but most people are. I mean, most people aren't. aren't. Yeah, yeah, most not. people are. No. And I really do believe that as a pre-med, there are certain things that we learn that we do not want to be screwed with when it comes to being assessed. Yeah. And Dr. Zhang, straight up, is a straight shooter. Everything he says, he even said when we had that terrible, we mentioned it earlier, that terrible oh, teacher. Yeah. He even said to us after I was like, yeah, um, Dad, we have a problem. Like, she didn't go any through anything. We were in lecture, and I sit right next to Claire, okay? I sit right next to her. And front row. Just so you know, yeah, front row. Front row tickets to Dr. Jung's genetics. Oh, my God. <laughs> LH100. No, right, yeah. And by the way, this is, this is kind of like a Greek amphitheater structure. So it slopes down like an MF, okay? Yeah. It slopes. I remember one time I was taking the test there. I had to sit at the corner aisle. Like the you're like at a 45 degree angle forward. Not a 90. You're at a 45. Yeah. It's, you are like slipping out of your chair. Yes, it's horrible. It's horrible. But here we are, Claire and I, front row, front row tickets. And this lady was teaching what Dr. John was supposed to be teaching. And I'm not kidding y'all. I saw Claire on her phone. She wasn't writing down anything. Cause I, could, I couldn't write down anything either. She went so fast. By the time you write, wrote down maybe like, half the sentence you look up slides already gone yeah it was just impossible just I poof gave up. poof out of nowhere she was out she was she was out she was done and i knew i knew that this was not going to be productive when i saw claire on her phone yeah i was like i give up like, <laughs> i could be better off just I, I mean i already accepted i'm gonna have to read no, the textbook i know i know thank god dr zhang essentially just no, no see that's what i'm saying is he's a good professor and that when he told us that well, that's what happened he was like I am only testing you on what I teach. Right. Like, it's not going to be on that awful lecture that happened. Yeah. And he did go over. And he clarified it. He went over everything. Yeah. I mean, not every professor had to do that. No. He was also mentioning, like, back to what I was saying, but he literally lives in his experimental science building, if yes. not LH100. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, sh sure, I could be one of those other professors who do teach through PPT. That's how he says it. Right, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> he does teach through PPT. Yeah. Or, you know, I could be one of the teachers who just comes in, lays back, drinks our coffee, you know, just reads the slides. Yeah. And See, he already is mentioning what we just said. Those yeah. are the ways to fail your students to not care about how to teach. You chose this field, buddy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? All the professors out there who are like this, you made that bed. Can you at least lie in a good one? Yeah. And it's like the other thing about Dr. Zhang that's really cool 
is it's like he really really pushes his students oh for like, sure he is like you can do better i'm going to make you, you do, do better. better you're going to do better and i'm gonna I'm like he doesn't bullshit he's like if he doesn't think you did well on a test he's like you should have done better He'll tell you. Or I'm disappointed. He'll straight. And it's like... His disappointment also is something you factor in. Yeah. Because of how much he cares. Yeah. For sure. No, he, he genuinely... I mean, obviously, like, he doesn't care about a student. He sits in the very... Like, okay. He, it's not that he doesn't care about them, but he doesn't know them enough to... Name and face. His, yeah. Yeah. And, but it's like, if you attend his office hours, he knows who you are. Like, he's going to push you to do your best. And because he's pushing you, you're going to want to do your best. No. That's wonderful way of putting it because that is exactly, exactly how he works. Exactly how he works. Because, you know, when you, it's also self-advocacy. As a student, it's important to really fight for what you want, which is either your success in a class, the knowledge that you're trying to obtain, or if you have a problem, go get it fixed. How do you do that? You go to his office hours. How do you get noticed? Go to his office hours. Right. That's how you get those extra things. If you don't do, you're just, you're the stupid one. I'm sorry. But you are because it's like, it's not like there are opportunities. For example, like all the nightmare professors that I've had that Clarice had to go through with getting tests, you know, those are valid and why we're frustrated again because that was uncalled for. Right. But if you have a professor like Dr. Jong or Dr. Poole, or people that have, they care about their students. They give them lots of opportunities to succeed. They give bonus questions. They give, they, he gave us a bonus point quiz that's worth, what, five points, right? Yeah. Like, he gives any opportunity for us to take to succeed. And if you don't go to any of his office hours, which are his opportunities, office hours, yeah. bonus points, going to lecture, and they're good lectures. Yeah. That's what I should say. Good lectures, good notes, a good teacher. You, you are the problem. Yeah, and another thing, he was, Dr. Zhang was saying, like, I guess a lot of students have been complaining, you know, essentially being like, his class is too hard, X, Y, Z. No, it's And, checks. like, he was like, I literally have office hours three times see, that's, a week. That's what like, I'm. what? No. How do you mean it's, like, see, okay, no. it can be hard. But it's not like I'm depriving y'all of, like, see, information. See, that's what I'm saying is it's he like teaches well. He gives us the tools. But if you don't pick them up, that's your yeah, problem. Yeah, like, dig in the toolbox. It's there. They're all there. You yeah. can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah, and that was essentially, like, what he was insinuating. No, no, it's exactly. Okay. There's no insinuation. He was point blank about that. Like, three times a week. That's more times a week than we have class. We have office hours, more hours a week than we have actual instruction. Yeah. So, like, if you want to get, let's see, we got a we got a class for, what, an hour and 22 times a week? So, let's just... That's two let, hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, plus the three-plus hours of office hours. You're talking, like, easily, like, six hours worth of Dr. Zhang instruction. And that's a school if, day. If you want to take yeah. it up. I mean, but still, that's a lot of time. I mean, we're regular attendees at his office hours, yeah. so... um. Six hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Here like a part, part-time job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, 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 part. Part, 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 part,
Yeah, for sure. You are, that's your bed. Right. It's a D bed. Yeah. My mom would always be like, what kind of life do you want? Do you want an A life? Or do you want a B life? Do you want a C life? What does that look like and how do you want to get there? It's your actions that are going to decide that. It's So honestly, if he has no empathy for you, that's honestly kind of valid because you obviously have no empathy to learn for the class. Yeah. And, like, I get it. If you're, like, trying your literal hardest and doing everything you can and the literal hardest and your literal best yeah. is only getting you a B and you want an A or it's getting you a C and you want a B, I feel for you. I really, really, really do. And I commend you for doing everything. Yeah, bring these feelings over here, girl, because that's how... But yeah. it's just, like, if you're not putting in the work yeah, and you're complaining, yeah. then I, I mean, it's just hard to feel sorry for you if there's more that you could have done. It's, but if you're doing everything you can and you're struggling, I get it. I you feel that. hard and it sucks. Oh, my gosh. And I would help you as much as you need, like, study, whatever. Right, for sure. But if I was a professor and I was, you I know, saw in that. issues and I was seeing somebody just bullshit around and then come to me, like... The week of finals, and be like, "Oh, I have a D in the class. Can you bump me?" I'd be like, "Hell no, I ain't." Oh yeah, that I would be. I would be like clapping on the sidelines. You know? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. You realize that it does take work. It does take digging in your heels, playing up your studying, taking the time to succeed. That's not easy. It's not something that everyone can do and those are the people that he's telling to do better to do better and even doing your best means i guess for some people picking up the textbook going to class like she's right it's like a 400 600 student class when it exams happen it's full yeah but in lecture it is not full. lh 100 is effing full when the you go to test thing to me about like taking tests <laughs> versus going to lecture you see people and i'm like dude i have never, never seen, seen you in my, my life. life yeah and that's even happened to me with like smaller classes where it's like i should have seen all these people before and there's people that show up to these tests and i'm literally like who are you? Yeah, right? Like, what? So, exactly. No, but see, if we feel that way as a student, how the F do you think Dr. Jong feels when someone like that, who's never shown up to lecture, never shown up to office hours, never emailed him, feels, when you come up to him, he's like, I don't even know you. He's like, are you in my class? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, why should he expect to care for you if you've never cared to show up? Yeah. I mean, that relates to so many topics, bro. Yeah, and I've thought about this a lot because, you know, like, with wanting to pursue a PhD in chemistry and thinking about that, my main reason for wanting to do that was to go into academia. Because I love to teach, especially things that I'm passionate about. But, you know, I would play out a lot of scenarios in my head, and I'd be like, what would I do if I was a uh, professor in this situation? And it's interesting to think about, and when thinking about it, I was like, you know what? I really wouldn't tolerate a lot. <laughs> you like, wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Like, I, <laughs> there's a few things that even on my student really get on my nerves. And if I was a professor, I would really just not. For valid reasons, dude. All. Valid reasons. Honestly, most of the professors that I've ever had, they have way more patience than I could ever possibly have with students. What like, do you mean? Like, for example, like, Dr. Poole. Like, people in lecture would be like, messing around and like talking and we would be you know like asking and him answering questions and I remember one time 
one singular question was asked three times in a row and he answered it every single time if i was a and that's amazing we love him he's amazing patient king if that was me i'd be like i already answered that one time i'm not answering it again because that's just like ridiculous mm-hmm. like when people are asking questions that's why i really listen i that's why i go to office hours I want to hear what other people are asking and then the answer. Because I feel like as students, we have a lot of the same questions. Oh, for sure. And even if you didn't have that question, I'm like, damn, that is a really good freaking question. So it's helpful. So uh, long story short, when peers are asking questions, listen. And another long story short is like, we're in college. I mean, the people in our classes are like 20, 21, 22 years old. We're adults. Why are you guys still being hella disrespectful? Like, I don't understand yeah. like, how talking over, like, yeah. just goofing around, being loud. I'm like, this is college. This is a college lecture. The professor shouldn't have to be, like, quiet down. We're all grown-ass like, adults. We're grown-ass adults. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But um, just to wrap it up, guys, I hope you enjoyed it. We are just talking about what it means to be a great professor, what it means to be a very bad professor. We shouted out a couple professors that we all had. You yep. know, got Dr. John, got Dr. Poole, Peanut. You know, we brought all, yeah. we brought them all up, and I really hope that this was informative, and maybe re- re- like you can relate to our stories sure. for sure. sure. And we're gonna catch you in the next episode, and we'll see ya. Bye guys. Bye.